Yeah, I literally, I got sued. I don't know if you've ever been sued before, but it's like a really weird, scary experience. And I've never been able to talk about this before. I had to wait till like the statute of limitations was over, I guess, uh, before I could tell you the whole the whole deal behind this. But today we'll break that down the show. And I'd like to hear your stories too on this. Like if you've ever been, if you ever had a lawsuit placed against you, it's scary. Um, so you can feel free to call our number 888-Kramer8. Let's get into it today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. I This is a feel-good podcast. Uh, I, I tell you every day, live, laugh, love your mom. It's live. We're going to share our lives. We want you to share yours. We're going to share ours. We're going to laugh, and we're going to love our moms because I'm a mama's boy, and my co-host happens to be my mother, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I feel like this ghost is ruining my life. Like, it is so bad right now. I've become so crazy about this damn ghost situation. So, in case you don't know, I think my house is haunted. I'm like 99% sure. We've talked about this throughout the podcast and kind of sporadically here and there. But I'm like at a point where I'm like, I don't really know what else to do. Because now it's like so much in my head that I'm losing sleep over it. And Mm. I can't let my crazy ghost like dictate my life anymore. So... I live in a house that's almost 100 years old, and two people died in this house uh, right before I moved in. They were 97 and 99. They just lived their whole lives, and nothing, nothing, no one got murdered here or anything. Um, <laughs> and so uh, nothing really – I mean, there were, there were instances where I would – uh, see figures like I've told those stories before like I would see like these ghostly figures walk by but it was nothing you know maybe three times since I lived here once a year no big deal but the problem that I've had probably since I don't know January Feb right around when I got let go maybe a little after I let go so we'll say February is I'm hearing this loud boom noise in the middle of the night and it happens at about and it happens at every time at 2.41 a.m. and actually here I recorded this again last night because for those that don't remember this is literally at 241 in my bedroom last night whoa that sounds like a sleep machine wait wait that is my mom that is my sleep machine oh. hang on wait wait, wait till the <laughs> wait till the wait till the boom part that is my that is my sleep machine there's Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. (laughs) Okay. So you hear that boom, right? That thud. Now, Uh keep in mind, that is in my bedroom with the door closed and it's like this really loud boom noise and i have no idea where it's coming from well well i had no idea where it's coming from well sporadically this weekend i'm walking by in like the hallway and i finally hear this boom for the very first time outside of 241 in the morning and it's coming from where i can like notice from like my crawl space above my house like my attic I guess you would call it but it's not like uh-huh. a full attic it's probably like a couple of feet high uh-huh. up there like it's not like a full you can't like walk up there there's just this, like this little space um, where you, you know you run the wires and everything um, and so I now know it's coming from this super creepy <laughs> attic space above my house 
And the weird thing with the boom noise is what's happening now is for some reason I'm waking up at like, some, I go to bed around, miss, let's say 11 midnight and I wake up at like 2.15 to 2.30 most mornings. <laughs> and then I look, yeah, well, I like look over my clock and I see that it's almost time for the ghost to appear. And so then my heart starts racing because I'm like, I'm like, well, it's it's not even like the I'm not it's the same thing every night. It's just that boom noise. But nothing like nothing like pops out. I'm not scared of something like getting me. I it's just the it's like the it's like when we talked about operation the other day, playing the game of operation. I can't play it because I know it's gonna happen. It's the anticipation of it happening. So then I lay there, I'm like, okay, go back to sleep, go back to sleep, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. And I can't, but then I'm like laying there, like just waiting for it. My body's like so tense for like 20 minutes. And then I'm up for like another hour, hour and a half after that, after it happens. It doesn't always happen. There's no way for me to tell. <laughs> if it's going to happen or not, but I am, I'm like losing so much valuable sleep every night because of this stupid bang noise. And like part of me, cause keep in mind, if you're new to the podcast, I live by myself. So this is literally would just be me investigating it. If I live with somebody else, I'd be like, cool, let me just go out in the hallway. And then if like a poltergeist <laughs> gets me or whatever, at least you can like save me. But I, I live by myself. So uh, I've gone out into the hallway about 10 minutes later before, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've never gone out to like listen for the boom itself. So I'm sitting here wondering, like, is this something you think I should investigate? Like, like, is it, do I go out in the hallway? I was talking to a friend and they were like, what happens if the ghost is trying to like steer you towards like some kind of hidden treasure or something? Oh, jeez! <laughs> but outside of, outside of 241 in the morning, I've never heard this except for this one time this weekend when I was just walking down the hallway and I heard it up in the attic. So now I just, I don't know what to do. Like I've tried talking to the ghost. I feel like every <laughs> night I really, I literally out loud. I'll say ghost, listen, not tonight. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like not tonight. Don't scare me. I'm trying to sleep. And some nights it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it's always 2.41 in the morning. Mom, what do I do about this? <laughs> I think I would hire someone to, crawl up in that attic area and see if they saw anything. <sighs> like who would do that though? Like who, what kind of, what kind of profession uh, is that where you're like, Hey, will you come over and is there any eat? mechanical equipment up there? I mean, I, it's near the air conditioning unit. So maybe yeah. that's actually, that could be good. Maybe some of you guys, maybe you know somebody that works <laughs> in air conditioning. Cause maybe that we can just write, Oh yeah, that's your whatever, whatever, whatever. And maybe at two forty one, it's like resetting itself. But here, I'll play it again. Here. This is <laughs> Again, that's my noise machine, Mom, so don't. Okay. <laughs> like, what in the world is that? It's so scary. It's so scary. When you have so, a, Nest, a Nest thermostat, right? Yeah. And doesn't it adjust at certain? I mean, you've got it set programmed. Right, but it's, it's not the air not kicking yet. on. And so I thought yeah. maybe that was it. I thought maybe that was exactly what it was, was something to do with the air conditioning. So I decided to run the air conditioning last night, thinking like maybe if it's running, it can't reset. Uh -huh. But I've I've literally tried just about everything, and I can't get it. So maybe that's probably the best option right now, is why don't you listen one more time and tell me if that sounds like anything that could be mechanical. Hang on one more time. <laughs> Oh, it's so eerie. Um, <laughs> phone number is 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Or I may just have to get a ghost hunter involved in this situation because oh. I just don't. It, it sounds stupid. I was I I kind of was laughing. 
I would call an AC person first. <laughs> well, that's, that was like my whole thing was like, I just imagine calling like the ghost hunter show up, you know, I don't know if you've seen that show mom, but all ghost hunters, you know, and they, they like come out, they like, set the cameras up and they do this whole dramatic intro and everything about like a haunted house. And they're like, Oh wait, it's just a bolt in your, in your AC units loose or something I'm like, Oh my God, but I'm just too scared. I'm too scared to investigate I'm too scared. Would you investigate it? You wouldn't go out there either. I, I definitely would not. 241 in the morning. Uh, but, isn't that, but isn't that funny? Because most of the things that we perceive in our in our mind as being something fearful turn out to be nothing. Well, I don't so, know what else it could be. It's so it's not every night. It's and just we worry it's, and we have anxiety about it. Losing sleep over it. it. I, just, I gotta get my life together on this whole thing. I really do. Okay, mom, uh, you made a massive decision today and I, uh, not an easy decision to make. So I can't imagine, you know, how, how you must be feeling, but what, what did you and dad decide on today? Well, you know, Maggie and John are having an engagement party in Augusta. That's which my sister is, and her fiance, in case you're new. Uh, mm-hmm, which is his hometown and they have lived there for generations his family has. Mm-hmm. So they have a tremendous amount of not only family, but friends. Right. And they um, are planning an engagement party for the first weekend in October. And at the time when we first started talking about it, you know, we thought, well, we'll just have to wait and see. And we're still a little bit in a wait and see mode. Mm-hmm. Um, as to what could change around COVID, but I, I mean, we're not hopeful that a whole lot is going to change between now and October. Right. We also had a uh, beach trip planned for Myrtle Beach right behind that, and we're we're moving that um, because the risk is just too high to be around more than you know eight or ten people at a time, and. I'm not sure exactly how many people will attend, but I can assure you it's more than 10. And so if Maggie and John go, that, you know, that's fine. If, I mean, we really want them to go ahead and yeah. have the party if that's what their family wants to do um, and feels comfortable with that because it's truly for their family and friends. Mm-hmm. So let me just let me just sum this let me sum all this up and make sure that I'm I'm straight is that you just as of right now you've already told Maggie that you're not you're planning on not going to her engagement party that her that her uh, family in law I guess is throwing yes um, so yeah. that's obviously was a hard decision now if you're new to the podcast you should also know that my mom also didn't go to her brother's funeral a few weeks was it a month ago maybe two months ago right. yeah a month ago. Uh, and so it's almost like there's so many things that you've been, you know, missing out on because of, because of the virus. Um, I mean, how are you, are you feeling okay about that? You know, of course I don't feel okay about it. I I would love to be there. I would love for Jim to be there. We'd love to celebrate with their friends, but we're in the midst of a pandemic that continues to get worse here instead of better. And you know, I'm 67. I'll be 68 by that time because my birthday's next month. Right. And Jim, of course, is 72 and immune compromised. And, you know, we, we want to be there at the wedding, right? Right. Which right. is in March. And I think we all just have to adjust 
to this time and make the best decisions that we well, can. How did, how did Maggie take that? Well, I didn't speak to her. Jim did, but I, but I think she understands, you know, yeah. she's disappointed of course, right. because she feels like she's missing out on a lot of sure. related things that she can't do. You know, her bachelorette can't be the same. His bachelor party can't be the same. All those things that when you're 30, you go through with sure. all your friends and you look forward to the day when you can celebrate it yourself. And now it's here. But it is what it is. No one could have planned on Corona. And we just have to adapt and do the best we I, can. I wonder how I would feel in hindsight. I mean, I'm sure I'd be actually be really disappointed, you know, and uh, and I mean, I think Maggie's allowed to feel disappointed, right? Like that's, sure. it is disappointing. Sure. Yes. Uh, I don't, I, I just, I don't know again, like we've talked about this before several times, like what are you willing to give up in the name of coronavirus? Right. <laughs> um, and I don't, um, it's, I mean, my dad does have cancer, so you have to keep that in mind too, but I just hate it. Like you're having to miss out on so many things mm. in the name of this, right? It's just, it's like mm-hmm. extremely frustrating for me too. And like, do you think that, what do you think his family is going to think about that? Do you think they're going to be understanding or do you think that they're, uh, cause I, you know, the, weddings are so stressful. Like they're so stressful. Oh, yes. And so I just don't know like how his family is going to going to, you know, think about when they put all this work in and everything else, you think they're going to be disappointed, you know, like upset over the decision. I don't think they will be upset. I think that we're all disappointed. Yeah. You know, we're all we're all disappointed that we can't be there. But I certainly think that they will understand it. And Brian and your brother Brian and mm-hmm. his husband Ant um are planning to go. And you know, the risk is much lower for them. And so right. that that will be nice to have them there to celebrate with. And we right. would love nothing more than to be able to do it, but the risk seem really high. Right. Man, it's so disappointing. It's really disappointing. Wish there was something you could do. I mean, I guess, you know, time will still tell. We still got a little bit of time, but yeah, yeah, it's not a lot of time. It just makes me, yeah, right. You don't want RSVP for something, right? And then, no. And she has to send out invitations. And, you know, she said she'd be willing to change the date. This is um, John's mom. Yeah. Uh, You know, January or whatever. But who's to say that? Corona will be any better in January. Than I know. Yeah. There's no way to really know as of right now. I get it. I get and it. Then I, I get would it. feel bad because now you're talking about bad weather and people right. have traveling and you can't be outdoors at all. I mean, no, you know, no. I mean, I wonder if it's a big deal for, I mean, how many people I wonder are looking at them being like, you know, we don't feel safe doing it now either. I don't you know? know. I don't know. I really don't know. I know some of his family and they're, they're wonderful people, but I don't know their attitudes about it. Right. Right. Um, yeah, this is a disappointment, but it's not the end of the world. My prayer is that, you know, on March 13th of 2021, we will all be safely and securely celebrating their marriage. Right. Yeah. Hopefully so. Just keeping our eye on the prize. We will see. We will see. It's so funny in hindsight, once you get divorced, you're like, I don't care if anybody ever came to my damn party. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) well, Jim and I were talking about it. And when you all had the engagement party in Panama city, yeah, I mean, I don't think two people there really gave a hoot that Jim and I were there. 
Yeah, you know, they were not. interested in you and Shannon, and, right. and they were all friends, and it was all right. their family friends. And yeah. I mean, we had a good time. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it really mattered. I don't. I, yeah, in the big scheme yeah. of things, I don't think it'll matter. You know, I really don't. Now you say that in hindsight, because I'm trying to think. There's those those days. I mean, obviously, I would want you at my wedding, but you know, just for the celebration part of it. But like, the, I don't remember anything about my engagement party. You know, like <laughs> the only thing I remember is like just seeing pictures from it. Now I don't remember anything about it, so I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't stress out too much about it. It's just, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's get to our quote for, uh, for this Monday. What you got? Okay. So I came across a book, you know, I toy with um, a course in miracles. And when I say toy with it, I've picked it up probably a half dozen times. You um, may have to describe what that is because I don't think I even quite know what it, I mean, I know uh, of it, but I don't I'm not quite sure what it is. Well, a course in miracles is, um, it's really lessons in life based on God and the miracles around us that we don't see every day. Yeah. I believe that's really what it is. Um, and it's not, and it's learning to not take those things for granted, but to acknowledge them and celebrate them in your life, to, yeah. to celebrate all of God's miracles in the world. I, I believe mm-hmm. that's it. And someone who really it sounds knows, right. If it is or if it isn't, it sounds, it sounds good. No one will know say, any different. <laughs> no, no, that is not what it's about at all. What is that woman talking about? Yeah. But I'm intrigued by it. And I have picked it up several times, but I also have um, daily meditations for practicing the course written by Karen Casey. And I, I happened to pick that up today. You know, I have hundreds of books on my bookshelf. Sure. Um, and sometimes they just sort of call out to me. Right. Um, this one is, we are exactly where we need to be right now. It's good to be reminded that we are where we need to be, particularly if we're prone to think we are missing out on some opportunity or fearful that we aren't making significant progress in our careers or other areas. Mm-hmm. When we doubt that we're doing enough in any regard. This principle helps us quiet down and ready ourselves to peacefully do the next thing. It will Mm. always surface. And that really meant a lot to me today, even in just thinking about missing this engagement party. And I know a lot of days I think, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be volunteering. I should be, you know, connecting with so-and-so. I should be touching base with this person or going out to lunch with so-and-so or having someone over. You know, we can't do those things right now. Right. Yeah. We can't do those things right now. So in order to be at peace, I have to just say, this is the best that I can do on this day in this time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, in, in regards to that, I think that even looking at the situation with the, uh, the party, like how terrible would it be if you went and then like dad got coronavirus, you know, like, uh, you know, we sit here and we look at all these, I think I, I talk about this this quote a lot. Um, when I was going through my divorce, I got really, I was uh, following a guy named Wayne Dyer a lot and he did this, yes. uh, this whole translation of, um, uh, Oh, it was, uh, what was the book? It was some ancient uh, Lao Tzu is who it was. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, he translated this whole, and I forget what it was that he translated, but one of the quotes that really stuck with me is that every in every fortune is misfortune, is hidden misfortune, and every misfortune is hidden fortune, right? Uh-huh. So uh, moments like that where you know you're like, damn, oh man, I'm gonna miss this, I'm gonna miss that, but like uh, you're gonna, you know, and in hindsight, it will I mean, it always makes sense in hindsight. So painful yes. in the time. Uh, and again, I told you that like behind this, I can't wait like, just give me like a couple more weeks and I've got a story to tell you guys, you know, cause I've told you there's some stuff going on behind the scenes I'm sorry, I can't say more right now. Um, but talk about like life aligning. It's, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, read it one more time. I think there's really, there's, I'm sure somebody that really needs to hear this quote today and about, cause I, I think especially in Corona, it's just so frustrating because none of us are really able to be, I mean, some people are, but a lot of people are, are struggling with being where they are in this moment, you know? Exactly. We are exactly where we need to be right now. It's good to be reminded that we are where we need to be, particularly if we are prone to think we are missing out on some opportunity or fearful that we aren't making significant progress in our careers or other areas. When we doubt that we're doing enough in any regard, this principle helps us quiet down and ready ourselves to peacefully do the next thing. It will always surface. Mm -hmm. And then it closes with another uh, wonderful little saying that says, there are no mistakes in what comes my way today. How I respond depends on who I ask to help me see the circumstances. It's a hundred percent right. Exactly. It's the hardest part of it though. Cause trust yeah. me, I just want to get pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to get pissed about so many things that have happened over the past couple of years. Um, but just wait, just again, I, I, I what, there's nothing I hate more. And this is what I hate about being on the radio. that like not being able to like share everything with you or feeling like I have to like hide stuff or whatever. But like, I'm stuck in with situations again where I just can't tell you everything right now. But, uh, just it's, it's all, it's all good quotes. Mom just knows too much. And I feel like she's just poking and prodding me to say more. She's finding <laughs> quotes to go like, Oh, everything's it's working just out. Preparation, honey, just preparation. <laughs> Don't push me, mother. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's say hi to certified fans really quick before we let you go. Um, uh, move on with the show. Uh, certified fans are people that pay $5 a month, and we just were so thankful for them because they really keep this show ago- they float, afloat, a going, afloat, a both. Uh, <laughs> and we're just really appreciative appreciative for you because it's wouldn't, this show would not literally not be possible without you. So we want to say hi and encourage you to also become a certified fan today. So uh, Ricardo M. Ricardo M. from San Diego. Thank you, my friend. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> wow, it's a big one today. <laughs> I'm excited today. It's Monday. To, I see it's that. Sunday, Drop the levels. Monday. Sunday slash Drop Monday. the levels on that one. Uh, <laughs> Allie V. Allie V from Grapevine, Texas. That's whoop, cool. Whoop. That is cool. Yeah. Allie, you need to call us and let us know your uh, – introduce Grapevine to us. I don't know anything about Grapevine. And tell us like the best thing to do there. Uh, Mari G. from Chula Vista. Whoop, whoop. And we'll say hi to Karina T. Karina T over here in Lemon Grove here in San Diego. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah, if you want to become a certified fan, we'd love to have you. And you can just text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8 and uh, support the show. All right, Mom. That's all I need. That's all you got today. 
Not only half show for you today, but tomorrow we come back with Ask My Mom. We'll have a full show with you. So Okay. Whatever. Right. Great (laughs) to be here, I think. (laughs) All right. Love you. (laughs) Love you forever. And we get back. Uh, it's the only time that I ever got sued the whole time that I was on the radio. And y'all have seen the stuff I've done. Some of the stuff's been wild. Next on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast, okay? Hey, uh, SDCCU, let's talk about mortgages. The San Diego market is wildly hot right now when it comes to buying and selling homes. And I, th- I know my mom said it's hot in Atlanta too. I'm sure it's just hot everywhere. Well, listen, if you are thinking about getting a new home or refinancing your current home, because I know you've seen those mortgage rates, you got to think SDCCU, San Diego County Credit Union. They are the best mortgage loan provider. They've been voted that year after year after year, and they continue to help people here in San Diego finance the home of their dreams. I love SDCCU. My mortgage is with SDCCU. Low rates, that means a more affordable payment for you. And right now, trust me, every dollar counts, right? So the one I recommend to you is their no closing cost mortgage loans. You pay zero closing cost on select mortgages up to $3 million. So do the math on that. Um, I know that when I refinanced my house with SDCCU, uh, after my divorce, I saved, I think either 200, maybe 200, 250 a month. That's a lot of money over the course of a year, right? Think what you could do with an extra 200, 300. I mean, I don't know how much your mortgage can refinance that, but all that extra money goes back into your pocket every single month. So when you're thinking mortgages or refinance, think San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big bank banking. It's better. Federally insured by NCUA, subject to your approval. Equal housing opportunity. Certain terms and restrictions apply. For details, call 877-SDCCU4U or to apply online, visit sdccu.com. And I'm excited because today we're actually welcoming a brand new partner to our show. And let me backtrack for a second because if you're new to the show, I said early on that I'm only going to promote items on here that I use myself, that I truly believe in. And I really want to work with people that have cool stories because what I know about our podcast is that you guys are looking for alternative brands. You may go to the radio to hear about uh, Coca-Cola, but wouldn't you love to hear about like a, a locally based um, soda that maybe you not know about? So that's kind of been the mission of this podcast. And that's why I'm excited to introduce to you today for the very first time, Baron Bloom. Baron Bloom is a luxury skin and hairline, but it's affordable and designed for literally everybody. So last week I got on the phone with Ahmed, who is one of the co-creators, the owners, I guess you would say. Um, and his wife, Savannah, they are this eco-conscious couple. And the backstory behind their company is that when Savannah was giving birth, she was having some not so great side effects to her, her skin and to her hair. Her mission when it came to her, her body was not only just to like clean it, but she wanted to heal it at the same time. And I think that we as humans may just run to Target and grab Pert Plus, I'm speaking for me, uh, off the shelf because it's just what we know. But if we're going to be so conscious of what we're putting in our body, we got to be conscious of what we're putting on our body as well. And that's why Bear and Bloom, and I'm so excited to share a Med and Savannah story with you. So uh, they're an interracial couple too. And so their big thing too was they, they were having a hard time finding something that would work for the whole entire family and that was free of chemicals. So instead they decided to start Bear and Bloom. I just got mine in the mail yesterday. And so my mom just got hers too. So tomorrow we're going to bring my mom back on and start to talk about like our experience. But I'm just going to go through some of their products really quick. Like for me, the Bumpy Gonson is like a, uh, a shave butter that you would use on your face. Uh, for you... Their club areola might be good for you. You're a new mom. It's nipple butter. Their makeup removing balm is called Get Off Me. 
I'm truly excited about the puffer buffer, which is the, since I'm literally getting no hours of sleep because this dang goes to my house. Uh, perfect for not looking so just awfully tired all the time. Starting tomorrow, we'll start going through some of their products, introducing more of them to you. In the meantime, let's show them how much our podcast family uh, is supportive and welcoming of them. And go check out their website, Bear and Bloom naturals.com b-a-r-e and b-l-o-o-m naturals.com bear and bloom naturals.com yeah i only got sued technically kind of sued mostly sued one time in my whole radio career and i've never been able to tell this story before because i mean now the statute of limitations over but i just never had quite a quite a place to tell it until this podcast by the way thank you for the 1000 five star reviews that we have on this podcast i should mention that uh, we talk about little victories i was going to save it till friday but i'm like pumped about it today recording this on sunday we just hit our 1000th review and we're at five star on apple podcast that's just really cool so thank you thank you thank you for anyone who's taking the time to leave a five star review or any review, even if it's, you know, mediocre, it's fine. We strive for that five star. So on Monday, we do a segment called Monday Cheese May. And let me describe what Cheese May is for you. It's like the, it's, well, in Spanish, it means gossip. And I used to do a radio segment here in San Diego called Kramer's Cheese May because I just love like juicy stories. I love like, oh my God, I can't believe that. And so when I got let go in this podcast, I, I told you that I'm going to be able to tell you stories I've never been able to tell you before because I'm just not you know, and the radio or the companies or whatever, or the timing wasn't right. So uh, today, that's the story that we're going to focus on. I couldn't tell you this story, uh, at least I would say until 2017, when the statute of limitation was over. Yeah, I almost got sued. I, mean, I did get sued. I did. I just, uh, it was kind of weird when you're trying to go after a radio DJ. Um, this started, this actually was my very first moments in morning radio i was in panama city florida and keep in mind it's just me this is before holly got there before miguel got there this is just me by myself doing a morning show we actually had a woman uh i can actually save that story because i never said i never told that story about my first co-host who literally ran away from the radio station um yeah and her reasoning was because she said she felt unsafe so I could tell that story one day with Cheese Me. I've never shared that before. I've never, I haven't, I haven't talked to that woman since then either. Anyway, so it was me and this woman named Kim, and uh, she was, she was just kind of like this, like, like side. She wasn't like a, like a co-host. She was kind of a sidekick, I guess you would say. Anyway, so I got this call one day early on in my career from this guy that says he was in love, and that after just four days of meeting this woman he was for sure it was his soulmate and they were going to get married and i really honestly can't remember their names now but story was they were both divorced they had met i think if i remember the story correctly they had met at this beach bar they were just partying at and they met and like so now it's been four days and he already proposed and he, i don't know why he was calling i may have done a topic of like who's been you know met and then got married the fastest or whatever but they were already engaged and they were for sure about this well in my radio brain i was sitting here like well i've got to hear this story like i need to hear where this goes because this is just this is just wild uh so what I decided to do was I wanted to keep checking back in to see how they were doing. Well, I took that one step further and then I was like, hey, if you guys are for sure, then why don't we do a wedding uh, on the radio? Like you guys can actually come up here and have your wedding on the radio. That was cool. And then, of course, I had to take it one step further and I said, okay, how about this? If you guys are willing to get married on the radio, then I will 
I will get the honeymoon for you guys. Like we'll take care of the honeymoon. Now, at this point, I didn't have any kind of say if I could have access to a honeymoon, if we had anything to give away, if we had, I just, I agreed to it before we even did it, right? So um, my my boss is pissed because he's like, we don't have any kind of honeymoon to give them. So I don't know, well, he had to go out and f- somehow finagle getting a cruise to give them to uh, to go on their honeymoon. So time goes by and keep checking in with them. And oh yeah, we're happy. We're married. We're going to get married. And then we uh, watched the wedding planning process and we, I think brought in flowers and I don't remember what else. I forget, even forget who officiated the wedding. Well, uh, maybe after a few months, they actually end up getting married and they do it on the radio and it was fun. And it got, you know, everyone's like, yeah, it got a lot of talk. And I was really proud of myself. And so the, trip that we gave them was good for like one year and they couldn't go on their honeymoon immediately. And I forget the reason of why, but they had a year to, to do it. So it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. Um, so time goes on and I get an email maybe two or three months later. And this part of the story I know is going to shock you, believe it or not, their marriage did not work out. Okay. Now I know, I know you would think somebody that met drunk at a bar in Panama City Beach, uh, why in the world would that not work out? That's just made for a strong foundation. Well, I, at this point, it got nasty. And I don't really know the story. I forget, I mean, again, it's, this was 2007, so it's been 13 years now or whatever. I don't remember what happened, but it was a very uh, angry split between these two. And they both felt, though, like they were entitled to go on this honeymoon. Well, the problem was is that we didn't really have a contingency plan and we're like this tiny little radio station. Now we can send them both on a cruise nor do we really care because it's been a couple of months. Like the spotlight is off the story now. So when we actually gave the cruise away, uh, technically as a quote-unquote contest or something, I forget legally how we did it, but we gave it to her. But he felt like he was entitled to that. So he ends up, listen to this, he ends up actually trying to sue me and the radio station saying that cruise, <laughs> that cruise was his. And it got super dramatic, I'm sure, as you can imagine. And we had to get the lawyers involved. And eventually, I think that they, I think that she ended up with the cruise, but he didn't. Luckily, I was taken out of it because I literally was just the person that was, you know, the the, the in-between. He ended up coming only after the after the radio stage, I think he was entitled to this cruise, and it wasn't even y'all. It was not even a fancy cruise. It was just a yeah, damn carnival cruise to maybe uh, uh, maybe Cancun or something. It wasn't some extravagant anything. Uh, so yeah, so the so the radio station ends up getting sued, but somehow because of the legal rights of the of the way it was set up, that we didn't have to pay out anything. But this is my very first time in radio history that somebody came after me legally and luckily I was safe. I don't think anyone's ever tried. Let me think about this though before I say that. I don't think anyone else ever tried to sue me before. Mm. No, that's the only time. And it happened all over a cruise and a wedding that happened after four days after knowing someone. Now, since then, I can tell you the rules dramatically changed for how giveaways were done in that building or how any kind of contesting was done. And keep in mind, I was like brand new and I'm already causing like this much trouble. So it was a great welcome to my morning career and getting sued. I feel like you're not a real true morning show star until you've been at least tried to be sued at least once. (laughs) 
Okay, good news time here at the end of the show. So I, uh, yeah, I try to just bring you some good stuff to make you feel good. I know that things are crazy, still crazy right now, but there's some really cool stuff going on in the world too. And uh, I always like to tell animal stories. If you're not a big animal fan, this might not be the right podcast for you because I just freaking love animals so much. Uh, satellites reveal there are 20% more emperor penguins colonies uh, in Antarctica than previously thought. Researchers this week were talking about how they were using these images from this uh, other satellite mission that they were on to locate the birds. They found 11 new breeding colonies, three which were previously identified but never confirmed. So that now brings the census up to 61 colonies around the continent. Freaking love penguins so much. Everyone I talk about the zoo or any kind of aquarium. Uh, freaking love penguins so much. These penguins, these emperor penguins, need some sea ice to breed, and they are located in areas that are di- very difficult to study because they are remote and often inaccessible because the temperatures can go as low as like negative fifty degrees. This is the first time they've used satellite to actually find these penguins, uh, but it raises the overall population count by ten percent. So if you're an animal lover, you're looking for some good news. There's definitely that going on today. And listen to this. I know we got a lot of people in Atlanta listening. Listen to this story from down in Macon, Georgia. So when the coronavirus hit, this woman named Virginia Sharp knew that she had to keep paying her bills somehow as she had owned this small boutique. So she was like, let me get creative on this. So even though, you know, she was uh, sheltered in place or, you know, just Georgia was just like California, everywhere else, you know, required to shelter in place. She transitioned her sales efforts from the brick and mortar location over in Macon to a social media, which of course reaches a ton more people. And Every Friday night, she would start live streaming these shows with different themes every single week. And it's really transformed how she does business. Her first theme night was like a white party three months ago. And then she did a girl's trip and a yacht party and even a coffee chat featuring the three colors, black, cream, and sugar. She found this online niche, which by the way, I I can tell you from just by selling like cheese made mugs, it's hard to find your niche. Um, and and uh, and baby onesies, it can be tough. So she's got now she's got a ton of customers from Macon all the way over to Alaska. Now we've had customers now to tune in from I've, I've had Chicago, New York, Maryland, Florida. So I'm sending packages now all over to Alaska. So it's exciting now just to to see what we're going to do next. I mean, a lot of people had to learn how to transform their businesses, right? Her story is cool, though, because she, for 30 years, was kind of following her parents' dream of being a nurse. And one day, though, she had this dream of, like, I just want to own, I want to own a shop. So six years ago, she made it a reality and opened a place called Damari's Unique Boutique. And so she was like so proud of herself, right? But then everything like hit. And then she's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But she wasn't going to let this get her down. She just found new ways. Like a lot of people, how are you going to get through it? Got to get creative. Sharp says even once her boutique opens back up to full capacity, there will be virtual fashion shows every Friday night as part of the brand. To try to change the mindset of what all is going on right now on a negative basis to a little bit of a positive and you know, so it make people smile. I'm proud of her. And that video is in the show notes if you want to go watch more. But I think it's all about how are we pivoting in this time? You know, I got let go from radio and I'm so proud that you guys have followed me over here. I'm so proud of our little community that we've created. And I'm sure she kind of feels the same way about her store and how she's running a business. So thank you again. Just a quick thank you for you for following us. I just got a text as I was recording that last story from one of my friends that is into um, mediums and uh, psychic and ghosts and all that kind of stuff because I was telling her a story that I just told you at the very beginning of this podcast about the haunted house and kind of what to do. And she just gave me an idea and tomorrow on the podcast I'll tell you but I think we're going to be focusing on this ghost story a little bit more intensely now and what to do with it. So tomorrow we'll talk more about that. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. though, you may know him from The Daily Show. Um, 
apparently, even though I'm sitting here talking to Ghost, and I literally every night I'm telling them, like, hey, Ghost, don't harass me. They will still harass me. So maybe I'm talking to them the wrong way, but here's a, here's Roy Wood Jr.'s way of talking to a ghost. If talking to the dead is real, at minimum it's rude. It's disrespectful. <laughs> fuck you bothering people in heaven. I'm dead. What the fuck else do you want? <laughs> it's rude. You dead. You in heaven having a good time. Barbecue, lap dances. Here come the waiter. Oh, yes, you have a call on the earth phone. When you do see people talking to the dead, they ain't asking no important questions. Nobody talks to the dead and ask important shit. It's all self-serving, emotional. Well, uh, uh, ask him if he misses me. Uh, what color was the dress? <laughs> You're talking to a goddamn spirit in the fifth dimension, and you giving him account security questions. Ask some real shit. spirit the only question is is there a guest list and can you add me to it <laughs> trying to get into heaven that's all i'm trying to do videos in the show notes uh you know what my goal will be for today i'm gonna put it out there into the universe i'm gonna sell three more merch items by the end of today so if you'd like to be one of those people we've got shirts and we've got baby onesies we've got women's tanks we've got coffee mugs we've got uh all kind of fun stuff what else do we have in there uh I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. Anyway, text the word merch, M-E-R-C-H. Would love for your support that way. And we have some new merch coming soon, by the way, if you're a big fan of the merch, which I appreciate so much. Okay, have a great Monday. Back tomorrow, uh, I'll tell you about this this ghost operation that I'm going to go on this week. And a brand new Ask My Mom, okay? I love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.